Yeah, we know it'll never happen, but hey, it's worth a shot. Hollywood, hire us. And sound check. ASMR check. ASMR check. Okay, that one's really quiet. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, All right, we'll just, we'll just try now? to talk normal. Now? Yeah, I don't know. Is that better? Sure. Okay. We're, we're talking quiet because short round's napping and trying not to wake him up. And we've got burlesque stuff going on in the basement, so we're actually up here at the kitchen table for a change. Yeah, so if you hear weird noises coming from the background, that's my basement of beautiful women that apparently I have. Don't... I, <laughs> phrasing, perhaps? <laughs> that was the entire purpose of that phrase. Too bad Christina Ricci's not in that basement. I mean, there's a picture of her. Does that count? Not technically. Mm, true. You're talking live, actual women. Oh, like, yes, they are down there. I, I assume they're live. I hope to God they're live. <laughs> well, I, I forgot to feed them. Shit. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have nice things. Okay. <laughs> um, so today's episode is brought to you by No Homework. None at all. <laughs> we were going to record last week, and then the schedules got befuddled. And then yeah. this week we're like, hey, let's record. And then we're like, oh, maybe we should have like picked a topic first. Prepared? And we didn't. Well, I mean, we got a couple things I know for sure we can talk about. Well, yeah, because I did finally, I, we both finally got to watch Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yep, I figured we'd we talk we about well that. start there. We could talk about that. I, I liked the movie. I loved it. I, I don't know. I liked the first one more. Well, yeah, I mean... And there he is. Oh, is that is that little Ram? I is heard him. I heard him. Yeah, there you go. Be, be calm. Be chill. Be more chill. He's talking to the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm playing with Harvey. All right, so as I was saying, I did like Wakanda Forever. I didn't love it. I mean, it... There's... Without Chadwick Boseman, it loses something. And that may have been it. I don't. I just also didn't feel like there was any resolution. I really felt kind oh, of no, like there, that. That film. There is no. There's absolutely no. Everything pretty much stays the same. Kind of like how Thor: The Dark World was just a stepping stone to get us to Endgame, Infinity War. Uh huh. I feel like Wakanda Forever was oh, a stepping stone to get us to the next thing. But except that this, except that the movie doesn't really tie into anything. It's going to tie into something where that. They're going to come at, like... Aside from, you know, Namor and this... Uh, and Namor the, is going to have to... Them and Wakanda are going to have to join forces. That was the whole point of that little teaser. Probably. As he's already predicting that the protecting the vibranium, nobody knows about them. Right. They only know about the Wakandans having it. Well, so I the bet they know now. Not, not really. Aside oh, from, Val's a smart cookie. Val knows about Yeah, now. but if that's the case, she's still going to use that as a way to... Go after Wakanda. Oh, undoubtedly, but I guarantee, I guarantee the U.S. knows of. I don't think so. The existence of that place now. I don't know. I don't think. I bet you. There's been nothing. They had no real way to indicate anything about the Atlanteans. So that's the Marvel's version of what they are. There, I guarantee somebody had. So much, there were so many disturbances in that movie, somebody had to notice something. Yeah, but everybody kept blaming Wakanda. It kept coming because it's all about vibranium. And where is the only known source of vibranium? Yeah, but Wakanda. Val, Val knows better. She, Hi, buddy. Oh, yeah. 
That's not a Transformer car, is it? No, it's a Captain America car. Oh, nice. And what's that one? Oh, a school bus? Is it a magic school bus? He's We had, we were watching that the other day. No. Pick it up, kids. All right, going off the cliff. Oh, wait. That's no, what Miss Rizzle would do. No! no! Nope. Dog's going to eat it. Okay. Okay. Should I, should I go this way or that way? That way? <laughs> Not this way? No? no? Oh, this is going to be a train wreck. It's a bus wreck. It is a bus wreck. RV open wide. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, the brakes are spinning now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Buddy. I love it. Oh, this does doors open up? Oh, that's a shield car. Yeah, it is. Cool. I want one. Captain America. Oh, are you jealous because I'm playing with the kid instead of you? Yes. Seriously? The dog is jealous ass. So, I just felt like, yeah, there was no real resolution with it. And maybe if we would have had the mantle of Black Panther on Shuri, I don't know, another half hour before they did? <laughs> I I don't know. I, I liked the... I loved it. I thought it was a good film. I thought... For one, they did a great job at... Um, they did do a good job of calling um, back to um, Chadwick a lot. They... And, I, man, the way they handled it at the beginning, holy crap. Yeah, they didn't pull any punches. I was about to say, did that kick you in the nuts or what? Not really, because I was wondering how they would do it. Now, it does oh kind goodness, of... that's a big old truck. It does kind of limp them if they ever wanted to recast T'Challa. I don't think that's what they're going to do. I don't think so either. But Not, you know, Especially after the way they ended it. Well, no, especially... Um, like. You, oh, it doesn't move that fast? Okay, so how's it how like this? Now it's off it. Right off the Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't realize I came open. <laughs> yep. Here we go. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to give it to you before I break it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh... Okay, the going to have it. Okay, kid, go in there. Go play. <laughs> Don't put it up there. Oh, God. No, I don't want to. <laughs> but I want the to. The batteries he's, have gone out. I think anyway, I think he's just showing me all of his all of his fancy I, toys. Yeah, I. Uh, Where does he get those fancy toys? Anyway. I, I know um, I liked it. The um, scene in the ancestral plane was interesting. That was cool. I liked it for her to argue with Killmonger a bit. That was that cool. was a nice way to bring him back too. Because mm -hmm. I was, I five hundred percent was not expecting that. When he showed up, I was shocked as hell. <laughs> uh, the big surprise of T'Challa's son was not much of a surprise to me. No, I kind of expected that. I kind of figured that's why that one spy ah, yeah. left Wakanda. Oh. The, the one that was the mom. I figured that's why oh, yeah. she left. Oh, because she didn't want to raise the kid yeah. there. Yeah. With, well, the, that, with the pressures of being T'Challa's son, son. And then. No, it did totally make sense. I'm looking forward to them explaining that more later. But what I'm really excited about is uh, um, Baku is uh, he he he's he's, he's gonna for the throne now. Yeah, I'm I'm 100 on board. I'm, I'm glad I'm they, sure he doesn't want it. No, I'm glad they brought Winston Duke back and gave him more to do in this movie. Yes, I did enjoy that. And he was really good. Baku is a really good underrated character. He really is, and I like what they did with him in this film. 
Yeah, I like how they gave him something to do, and he, yeah, you know, offered he, them. I was about to say he to was, go, and, and he was a source of advice for Shuri. He was, yeah, he was asked to be. Yeah, I, so I mean, it's even though their tribe is not technically part of the Wakandan cities and whatnot, that he, you know, he still has a seat at the table, and he's still very much respected. It That's is another a big truck. You gonna catch it? No, don't fall off the road. You want me to do it again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Gotta catch it though. Gotta catch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was. We're a, playing Fast and Furious. Yeah, we are. It was fun. It was an enjoyable movie. I liked it. It was really. See? I feel like. I'm wondering if they had to do a lot of rewrites or if they had to just scrap the original plans and write a whole new sequel. I think they had to scrap the whole original plan. <laughs> because this one... Because it, it didn't feel like they... It didn't feel like... Um, it didn't feel like they had to write around anything. It kind of felt like they just did a whole new story. It did right. feel a lot... Ready? Are you ready? No, it's not. This ready. this podcast is being hijacked no, by an almost really three-year-old. Here, you want... Oh, okay. Well, I'll He's just... got to go find the dump truck part. Yeah, of yeah, the, that, the that part's missing. Uh, I feel like this one dealt more, it was more about grief. Yes. Okay. Knock it off. Grief and loss. Oh, it's over there? Okay. Yeah, grief and loss, really, because that was the central the, theme of this. Even even Namor was all about grief and loss. Have you noticed that's kind of been a recurring theme in Phase Four? Because there yeah, was, it, because that was pr present in um, WandaVision. It was present in. You know, I think the what internet is? caught on to that too, because I swear I've read something about that being like the major theme of Phase Four is grief and, and loss. And I'm beginning to think that Kevin Feige had um, he he was saying we weren't gonna he was gonna he said in an interview that we wouldn't he said he if you look really closely all the pieces are there to what I'm building you just haven't figured it out. I, th and I think uh, we're, we're starting to figure it out. We're building the Galactus, from what I understand. Maybe not for this phase, but next. Holy crap! Well, we got to get through Kang first. That's going to be a that's going to be a major obstacle before before that even happens. Yeah, because you've got multiverses now. Holy crap! Yep. Um, By the time we bring you our next podcast after this one, we'll both have seen Quantum Mania, so we can we'll, we can we'll we can talk about that. about that. I uh, speaking of yeah, it does. speaking of Galactus, uh -huh. which would then. Beg the question of the Silver Surfer, which then connects me to the Fantastic Four. That's a, that's oh, you know, I've um, I've always been casting like, oh, here's my, here's my Reed Richards and Sue Storm, and here's my Johnny, and I could never come up with a good thing. I, I mean, I've had like The Rock because that's just funny to cast that's The Rock the as The as Rock. Um, you did come up with a good Ben. Grimm I came up day. with a good Ben Grimm, and I, I wholeheartedly, I even tweeted it to Marvel Studios. They should cast Ethan Suplee. Yeah. I'm after seeing him in Babylon. I agree. Dude's built like a tank now. The dude, yeah, he's he did a. There, if you follow him on Instagram, he went through a gigantic physical transformation uh, in the past few years. Where he's, dude, got if you swole. didn't, if you didn't know 
who he was. He wouldn't recognize Ethan Suplee because we're used to no. Butterfly Effect, Mall Rats, My Name is Earl. Yeah, that's what I remember him from. Boy Meets World. Which is interesting fact. Boy Meets World was his best first ever acting job. Oh, really? Before Mallrats even? Mm-hmm. Oh. And it was his second audition. He had his first day of audition auditioning when he decided, I'm going to get into acting. His first day of auditioning, he had two auditions scheduled. One for Melrose Place and one for Boy Meets World. He chose wisely. No, he got the one in Melrose Place. Really? But because he was not a member of the Actors Guild yet, they passed on him. Oh, womp womp. So he got... He got that phone call while he was in the parking lot getting ready for the audition for Boy Meets World. And so he got the Boy Meets World one, and they took care of getting him into the union. Huh. I'll be dinged. Didn't know that. Yep. And I was, I've been listening to their podcast and kind of watching, re-watching the series as I go with it. Mm-hmm. And the number of... The number of guest stars that have been on that show that went on to greatness has, has cracked me up. No, it's not your hat. It's mama. It is, yeah. It doesn't fit me anymore. My head's gotten too fat. <laughs> um, That's mama. But I was just looking, like, from the episodes I've watched, Vader, Big Van Vader, the wrestler. Yeah. He was on Boy Meets World, like, for, like, two or three episodes. Why? He played Ethan Suplee's dad. Oh. But he played himself. Oh, Chuck E. Cheese. Dad. He played Vader as himself. And uh, Carrie Russell. (laughs) Yep, there's no semi on that. Carrie Russell. Linda Cardellini. Brittany Murphy. Adam Scott. It's it's Shane fun. West. <laughs> it's fun to go back and watch. Oh, sorry. I was at your foot. No, it was the dog. Fuck the oh. dog. Um, it's uh, it's fun to go back and rewatch uh, TV from like the late 80s, early 90s and see who you recognize. Because there were so many people that I had, didn't realize were in things like back when they were younger. I had no idea Lady Gaga was on The Sopranos. Yeah. Oh, this is probably inappropriate with a child right here, but um, yesterday I was watching, um, I showed I showed my kid The Lonely Island for the first time. Yeah. And I decided to, we, we happened to come across the video for uh, Jizz in My Pants. Oh, good Lord. And uh, I didn't realize that the, um, um, uh, Jamie Lynn, whatever her last name is from The Sopranos, um, Meadow, Meadow Soprano, she was in that video as one of the, as one of the chicks oh, okay. that I was dating one of the guys. Hey, I think we're going to talk about the Lonely Island song they did with Lady Gaga. Oh, I must have missed that. I'll have to find that. Yep. I'm sorry, my brain's all over the place. So, I just thought that was, I was going through just a list of people. You forgot Ron Boy Meets World. I'm like, Ken's Cameron. I forgot about that. Brittany Murphy, she was on like three or four episodes. Uh, the Monkees. At one point, most of the members of the, all but like one member of the Monkees was on that show. <laughs> Plus, the singer guitar player from Cheap Trick. Really? Okay. Yes. Huh. <laughs> Nielsen, I think? Yes. Okay, the battery's charged, I guess. Oh, the oh, battery's God, charged. A big, that's a that big giant truck. truck. It is a big truck. And so I touched it. Okay. So, what does it do now that it's charged? 
nothing different than what it does when it's not charged. <laughs> oh, okay. Awesome. Do, 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 um, speaking of, um, speaking of the okay. people that you were talking about, Brittany Murphy, that's someone who, it's a shame that she passed so early. That's what they keep talking about. Like every time they get to an episode where they talk okay, about, she played more, she played like Topanga's best friend in oh, season really? two. So they're always talking about how sweet she was. Oh, like her writer and Will are always talking about how sweet Brittany was. And heck, like I sent you, um, the I guy that played Joey the rat, the, rat. The, other the other bully of the three bullies in season two and three of Boy Meets World, who was became best friends with Ethan, okay, Ethan Suplee, um, was in that, was, what was the name of the band? Rilo Kylie or something like that? Yeah, yeah, Rilo Kylie. Yeah, him and Jenny Lewis? Mm-hmm, yep. Um, and there was another, there was... I think two other people in that band. Will Friedel said one of his favorite behind like behind the scenes stories moments he has was sitting in Blake's trailer. And it was Blake and Jenny just sitting there doing like hours of acoustic music. And they all just sat there not saying a word and just let them play. Oh, that's cool. And Will said he's antisocial as far as like his. He doesn't like to go out to clubs, to bars to watch. But listening to them, he actually went to a bar or a club to watch them play. Huh. And that was just cool because, yeah, he was in the acting. He was in Salute Your Shorts, and he did that. But he decided, you know what? I'm a musician, not an actor. And went and did music. Goofy kid. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess Wakanda Forever, I didn't walk out with the same type of feeling I had after the first Black Panther. Of how awesome that was. I I really liked it. I I'm kind of mad at myself for not seeing it in theaters, which is why I'm hell bent on seeing Ant Man in theater. No, What am I supposed to do? Okay, go this way. No, yeah. Don't know. Yeah. All right. Other things. Super Bowl happened. Which who cares about that? I'm going back through all of our con our text conversations so I can spew some of it onto here. Um, yeah, Super Bowl did happen. Um, I don't. I didn't catch any of the game, but I caught all of the movie trailers. No. I didn't catch all of the movie trailers. I watched one in particular. Let me guess, the Flash. Yes, and I watched okay, the Tubi commercials. The two what? Tubi, T U B I. Uh huh. There were two Tubi commercials. One was called Rabbit Hole, and everybody was being abducted by these giant rabbits that looked almost Donnie Darko ish. Like. No, if that means they're making a Donnie Darko film, I'm no, all for it. It has nothing to do with Donnie Darko. Damn. It was just creepy rabbits grabbing people because they were no, falling down a rabbit hole. And it was them grabbing people and carrying them and chucking them down a rabbit hole. <laughs> what? What we am I supposed to do? There, are, there is no music to turn on, bud. No? Nope, the batteries are dead in it. Uh, womp womp. Because otherwise it would make car alarm noises and all kinds of stuff and just not stop. Um, so flash trailer. We've been talking about what we perceive to be a potential hot mess of a movie. I don't think it's going to be a hot mess of a movie. I think I'm wondering if maybe what DC is DC is good at is trailers. <laughs> Do what? I wonder if what DC is good at is trailers. Probably. Versus the actual movie. This one great. Yeah. 
There, that one well, got. That one does work. That I'll one be does have on. the noises, yeah. So, yeah, Flash does look. No, 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 Interesting. Dalton, please don't yell. He was telling he was telling the dog to get out of the way. No. Be nice to the dog. Don't say it. Okay. Uh yeah. I liked the flash trailer. It looked interesting. I liked the voiceover you start off and you're like, that's Michael Keaton's voice. Yeah, it is. <laughs> now the internet is deciding <clears throat> a few people on the internet are deciding that he is Thomas Wayne. That Michael Keaton is Thomas. And I disagree. I feel like he's yeah. just an alternate timeline version of Bruce. Yeah. We still got Affleck's Bruce. But I also kind of, I don't feel like the Affleck version of Bruce is going to be a major player in the movie. I feel like he's probably he's at the beginning before Barry time travels and screws shit up. I think so, because I, I'm pretty, I don't think Ben Affleck spent a whole lot of time on that shoot, to be honest. And I like it's not Superman I, in it, it's Supergirl. They, yeah, that's interesting. That was, she was kept in captivity away from the sun. And, and apparently she's, apparently she's on Zod's back somehow. Like, I, well, I don't know. Kal-El never, like, I'm wondering if in that, that might be a reality. Or Krypton didn't explode, maybe. I don't know. Okay, uh, kid, there's no, there's yeah, no just, room for. Just hand him his toys back. There's no room for anything else at the end here, buddy. Unless I move these guys up here and do this. But oh my goodness, look at that. That's a big old tractor. Yeah. Um, I think I'm honestly the Michael Keaton, just seeing Michael Keaton back in costume and saying, speaking as Batman. Saying those two words, I'm Batman. That just, what was the meme? Did I send you the meme that I saw? The, what was it? Michael Keaton Batman made us forget that Ezra Miller kidnapped people. Yes. Because <laughs> it's literally true. And apparently, I, I mean, I guess I shouldn't talk shit because, I mean, he is recovering and, I'm sorry, they are recovering and they're focused on their recovery right now and they're staying out of they're staying off the press trail. It doesn't and necessarily There's... excuse the kidnapping part. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I feel like therapy and rehab only excuse so much. Yeah, I agree. I maybe maybe they should have hit that point before kidnapping people. Yeah, exactly. I did see a funny meme today that made me laugh because I was like, "That is horrible," and it was the. Part where he slams his, his other self up against a house, the uh, one wearing yellow, which is very reverse flash. Yeah, uh, I'm calling it now. That's going to be reverse flash. And uh, he's going to have to become reverse flash, I think, yeah. to fix it all. He slammed himself up against the wall. I was like, why are there two of us? The next panel was because we go by they, them. Oh, dang it. And I'm like, true. Ezra does go by they, them. <laughs> I... <laughs> That's why I laugh. I'm like, it's one of those, like, it's the Cards Against Humanity laugh. Yeah. It, it's so horrible, you can't help but laugh because you're uncomfortable. I, this, going back to your original point, though, about, um, you know, him kidnapping people, or them kidnapping people. Um, 
I do feel like part of this is DC's fault because here's the thing. DC should have put the kibosh on all of that way before you know, they should have they should have intervened long before they intervened and given him a given him a come to Jesus moment. Like, look, you're gonna F everything up. Right. They should have did that a long time before they did. And I so I feel like part of this is on DC and Warner Brothers themselves for not doing anything to rein in his actions. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you can't... because And especially now, because the optics look terrible. I'm, because they're talking about keeping him on and keeping going with the Flash, and I'm... People are raising shit about it, and rightly so. This doesn't... Just because you made a good movie doesn't excuse your actions. I'm sorry. No. Kevin Spacey made a whole ton of good movies. He's yeah. still a child molester. Right. It doesn't excuse your actions. Like, uh, I mean, I'm just... I mean, look at Phil Spector. Can't excuse his actions. Oh, God, no. <clears throat> but, yeah, it's just... I just... I don't... And... And I don't, I feel bad for James Gunn because he's kind of been a rock in a hard place because he's trying, he's trying to, he's trying to turn shit into a milkshake <laughs> for lack of a better phrase. I feel like he's just, he's dumping out the glass and starting over, but there's going to be a little bit of residue left because he still has to deal with the existence of Ezra. Like if they're using flash as the reset button, that's your chance to recast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This this should. I'll let you guys have this one film because it's already been filmed. But right. you need gonna, to stop after that. I'm, I'm doing a post credit thing where we wait. We he takes off the mask and it's a new flash. It it yeah. They they've got to do something because the optics look terrible. People are pissed that they got rid of Henry Cap. Which I'm not as mad about them getting rid of Henry after his explanation. Look, we're going for, we're, we're redoing everything. I want a younger Superman. Now, he, apparently Henry had scenes filmed that they cut out of the flash. Yeah. And everyone's like, it's cause James doesn't like Henry. No, fuckers, no, it's no. because it didn't fit the plan. Yeah. Is what happened because James, James Gunn even said Henry wasn't rehired. There was no contract. There was no nothing. He just wasn't hired for the Superman movie that he's going to yeah. do. He wasn't fired. He was not fired. He just was not given a new contract. So that's not going to hurt Henry one bit. Uh, no, it's really not. What might hurt him are some of the allegations coming out from The Witcher, but that. What allegations? All I know is he didn't like the fact that they were straying from the uh, source material. And as Actually, a, he's a fan of the books, and he was giving the writers a hard time. Wrong. Actually, he's a huge fan of the game. And no, he, he's, quote, he's talked about the books too, though. Well, what they're saying is him. What they're saying is that he was trying to lean more into the games version with another guy, and they create a toxic environment on a set. Mm. I don't know. I don't know who to believe on that one. I don't either. I just thought he wanted to stay true to the source material, and they were deviating. So he said, "No, that's not what I want to do." But to be fair, you're, The Witcher is such an iconic series of books and games that no matter what you do, you're not going to please everybody anyway. So. I kind of feel like that's true about almost everything anymore. No matter what you do, you're just not going to please everybody. No, you're not. And you just shouldn't bother trying. You should <laughs> you should just go with go with your gut and go with the story you think 
your the story you're trying to tell and what you want to get across. That when all said and done, staying true to your characters and your story will get you a decent movie. Right. Have you seen the screen grabs of the bat suits? Uh, no. Yeah, because in that flash trailer, you get to see this closet with all of Michael Keaton's bat suits. Oh, yeah, that was there, there for was, like a quick second, wasn't it? Yeah, it was there for a quick second. The Batman Returns was in there. The Batman 89 was in there. The one he's using for this movie was in there. But there was also a blue and gray bat suit. Really? Like from the comics. Interesting. So I, I thought that was neat. He'll probably not wear any of them, but the one that he's pictured in. Oh, I'm sure. Thing. But it's it's nice to give you little Easter eggs like that, though. Like and the were... fact they used the Danny Elfman score. Oh, yeah. That after was he awesome. said that. That was so cool. It was nice to hear that again in a in a DC trailer. I I'm going to predict that the Flash movie is not going to do as well as they are hoping just because of the mess like, I feel there's going to be people who are going to not want to go see it because they don't want to support or endorse them keeping Ezra on. I, that's the. It one. might do better than I expect, but I don't think it's going to do as good as they're hoping. I I also feel that same way, and I'm honestly I'm torn. Oh, I'm, your train fell apart. I'm torn because I do want to see it, but I do want to see it, but. Uh, like you said, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to endorse this. Right. I, I feel very strongly that they should have gotten rid of him a long, them a long time ago. Just because, just because you sank all this money into a movie doesn't mean, doesn't justify. It just, we can't, that's not how I want Hollywood to work anymore. No. I don't want that to be your justification for things. Well, we sunk all this money into it. That doesn't justify your actor being a terrible person. Yeah, you sunk a whole lot of money into Batgirl and then completely just scrap it because it would have hurt everybody involved. Yeah. Because I guess it wasn't good. I don't know because I didn't see any cuts of well, it. Well, and that's the thing. We'll never know. And... You know, people are giving conflicting reports on that, too. Some people that saw it are like, oh, yeah, it was going to be really good, but they got rid of it, and I don't know why. And other people are like, oh, no, it would have been bad. So, and again, these are things we'll never know because, you know, this all coincided with the exact time that all the streaming services decided, oh, crap, we need to... We need to rein in all of all of this crazy money that we're spending because it's not coming back. Right. I uh, we started watching The Last of Us. I watched the first episode of that. Oh, I, I I've got nothing on that one. So I played the video game. I haven't played. There's it's like sequel part. I played the first Last of Us. Mm -hmm. Interesting. It's about it's a zombie apocalypse, but they're not zombies. They're infected by parasitic fungi. Okay. Like the ones that can take over an ant and make the ant keep moving. Sure, you're right. It's the same idea. And it's the and the first scene of the first episode takes place like 1968. And it's some big like British panel talking about viruses and bio. Like if there were to be a global pandemic, what would be the worst outcome? Mm -hmm. And John Hanna is the character, is yay. the dude who talks about how 
He doesn't think it's going to be viral or bacteria. He thinks it's going to be a fungal. <laughs> and then that's what and happens. And lo and behold. And it's, all about, and it's all about there's this one person who has, who is infected, but is immune. Like the, the effects are not, the, it's not making her a zombie. I'm assuming that's, uh, I'm assuming that's. Um, yes. Stark. I'm not yeah. Stark, Liana Mormon. Yes. <laughs> um, and of course, then you have Pedro Pascal, who then has to escort the chosen child. The chosen one. Yeah, that's so it's I, the I Mandalorian see, with zombies. I, did, I was about to say, I it, I saw a meme about that 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 like by twenty fifty all all TV shows are going to be Pedro Pascal escorting a chosen one to safety. Right. That's now pretty much Pedro all Pascal's voice become. he uses for this character sounds like Nathan Fillion. Really? Yes. Like, Love it. There's moments where, especially, it sounds very sort of subtly southern, so it almost sounds like Firefly. Oh, so it almost sounds like Mal? Yeah, nice. almost sounds like Mal. Like, there's a few times I hear it, I'm like, why didn't he just cast Nathan? <laughs> because it's freaking Pedro I think, Pascal. Uh, nothing, Pedro Pascal's doing great in it. I think Nathan would have done great in it, too. Well, I mean... Does, he might have been busy doing the rookie. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure he's tied up with the rookie at the moment, so... But that was... I, I just heard that and looked at Scarlet and went, does that sound like Nathan Fillion to you? She's like, yes. <laughs> okay, good. I'm not the only one hearing it. Where's Gordon? What? What? Where's Gordon? Gordon's not here. Gordon? Like Shumway? No. Alf? His papa. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, Gordon Shumway. There we go. Let's bring back Alf. I'd watch it. I'd... As much as I loved that show as a kid, rewatching it now does not hold up. It pains me to say it. <laughs> oh, the cartoon hold no, it doesn't. Oh my kidding. No. I'm gonna finish that sentence. The cartoon may hold up better than the actual TV show, actually. <laughs> Maybe. I'd have to. I I would have to go online and find out. I haven't watched the wheel of whatever the dial of destiny. I've not watched that trailer yet. That did air during the Super Bowl. Oh, the Indiana Jones. The Indiana film. Jones. It. I mean, it's not, it's, there's not a whole lot to it. It's only like a minute long, but it looks, I mean, it's Harrison Ford being Indiana Jones, except, you know, that he's like a hundred years old now. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Harrison. I don't really mean it like that. I just mean that you're noticeably older than, you know, when you were in Raiders and, well, yeah. you know, Last Crusade. But I mean, but it's, but it's still indie. I mean, it, he's still got it. It's still, yeah. That's, he's that's still all, got that's it. That's all we expect. Some. That's all I wanted. Some wisecracks. Uh, he has to say it belongs in a museum at least twice. And. <laughs> Just once. It, oh, man. Okay. Maybe once. At least once. Just once. But, yeah. Actually, no. What I want him to start to say it, and I think it's his goddaughter. The character that's in it is his goddaughter. That he's. I don't know. Palling around with, if I remember correctly. Hi, buddy. I'm hoping. Then I want them to him with them say it belongs. And she cuts him off. No, it does not. Everything belongs in a museum. Yeah. I want that. I don't know. And I'm, I don't know. I mean, I, it was good to see Jonathan Reese Davies back. Ah, uh, yeah, that, that was the part that that was the part that made me happy. I was like, oh, we got Sala back. Sala's back. And I know it's his goddaughter. So I don't know. I'm wondering if maybe it's Billy's daughter, like from Temple of Doom. Oh, good God. Don't tell me Indy had a child with that. No, one. it's his goddaughter. So oh, okay, it was. It's 
some Billy had a daughter but she and wanted. made him the godfather. Okay. Yeah. And that's just from what little bits I've seen online. I'm just, you know, throwing out wishes, dreams, and theories at this point. Hey, maybe it's Shia LaBeouf's daughter. <laughs> you know what? I really hope that there's a, like, <laughs> mid-credit scene where those two, the, the, the daughter, goddaughter, or whatever she is, and Shia LaBeouf, like, come together and kind of indicate that there's going to be a whole new franchise with those. Because uh, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do that. No, I do not want that. I don't. You want, want chaos. You want blockbuster to buy Netflix. Let's, okay, let's just go with oh, chaos, man. Okay. Yeah, let's start with. Let's go back into. What's up, buddy? Oh, who knows? Go ahead. Talk uh, about your blockbuster chaos theory. I. Okay, here's what happened for those of you who are not in the know. Apparently, there was a trailer. Not, no, I'm sorry, not a trailer. There was a uh, promo. Actually, not just one promo. I think there were two of them, if I remember right. Um, and they were... Yeah, they were. They, Blockbuster Video runs an ad on Super Bowl Sunday. Did it air during the Super Bowl? No, technically not. It was on their Instagram or something to that effect. But first of all, number one, I forgot that there was even still a Blockbuster in operation. There is still one. They have a Twitter account, don't they? They do. And... Here's it gets even funnier. Netflix. It's not franchised. Netflix, it's it's privately owned. It's owned by somebody. Like it's not a franchise anymore. Netflix made a show about it called mm -hmm. The Last Blockbuster yes. and yeah. canceled it after one season, which to me is the is the most absurd hilarity of the entire article. But barring that, the tanker truck did not hit the green turtle. He's been watching the Paw Patrol movie. Oh, is that what's up? On, like, repeat. Ah. Like the tank truck bumped the rail. It bumped yep, the rail. It bumped the rail and fell off the bridge. Almost. And it bumped the rail with Earth tires. Oh, that's what happened. Okay. Yep. And he said, You're in Venture Bay. We call the Paw Patrol. That's right. That's, that's who you got to call. It's not the Ghostbusters no. anymore. It's the Paw Patrol. Yep. You call the Paw Patrol. But yeah, so I saw that I saw that article about Blockbuster running an ad during the Super Bowl. And my original, <laughs> my original comment was, I need to stop doing drugs. I don't even know what timeline I'm in anymore. <laughs> Neither does Barry. <laughs> you know but, what? From now on, when things go weird... It's I'm going to blame. Barry Allen. I'm blaming Barry Allen. It's because of Barry Allen, he done screwed something up. Ezra Miller, Miller, this is your fault. This is your fault. You screwed it up. Grant Gustin, this is your fault. <laughs> um, but then, <laughs> after I after I saw and read that article, in all of its hilarity, I said, "I'm calling it now. This is the year of absolute chaos. Blockbuster is going to swoop in and buy Netflix after everyone gets mad that they can't password share anymore." And then the night of WrestleMania, Vince McMahon is going to announce to sold the company to Eric Bischoff. And then Trump's going to challenge Biden to an arm wrestling contest for the presidency and win. Just absolute chaos. And then I said, the glass and then you breaks. said, and then you said the glass breaks. You hear the glass shatter and Austin walks out. Austin walks out and just chaos and then, ensues. Because that I'm, was my favorite ending to any segment in the 90s. And early two thousands was that. when the when the segment was just pointless and stupid. You'd hear that glass break. You're like, all right, someone's gonna die. <laughs> Yay! Green turtle. The, the green turtle from Paw Patrol. Hey, why do you have car keys? He stole my car keys. Where we put off the 
Now, you know what would make it even more insane is if he, not that he sells the, to WWE to Bischoff, he sells it to Jim Cornette. Okay, you know And then for some reason, Jim Cornette and uh, Vince Russo have buried the hatchet and are buddies now. Whoa. Because now we're in Hell Freezes Over territory. Yeah, that's, that's like the, that's, that's second coming of Christ territory almost, isn't it? <laughs> not even that. That is rapture level. Yeah, that's, that's not cool. <laughs> wow. Just wow. Yeah, that's... Um, you know what I realized? I thought an interesting feature they should do on WWE. The computer has frozen. Oh no! I guarantee there's going to be. I want to be lost audio. All right, there's a feature I think would be great on WWE Network slash Peacock. Instead of instead of having you go like, instead of having to watch pay per view by pay per view by pay per view or watch Monday Night Raw SmackDown, I wish that you could select a storyline. Oh, that'd be cool. Like HBK Jericho feud. Start yeah. to finish, and right. it lets you watch just every match, every, every match promo, the, the, the go everything that led up to the different WrestleMania moments. Like yeah. just so you can watch that storyline from start to finish. That would be a great idea, and you could do that with any storyline. I'm sure it would take a lot of man hours of watching oh, and adding coding to this, that, and the. It it would be insane. But my God, that would be so cool because if you could do that. And especially if you have storylines, especially when you get into territories or classic era that would span like years of coming back, you could watch the entire um, Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper feuds. Right. They went all the way until they finally did a rematch in like WCW. Like, sweet Jesus, that long? God damn. Yeah, because there was a moment, there was a, yeah. Whenever they brought in Roddy, him and Hogan got to finally do like an actual rematch. Wow. This fell off the bridge. It what? fell off the bridge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I think that'd be a cool feature. I just, just a random thought that I had. That that would be a great feature. I, the thing that made me the saddest when they moved from the WWE, when they moved the whole network over to Peacock, before on the WWE network, you could watch everything by year. So you could watch, like, you know, you would start, okay, 87, you watch WrestleMania 3, you watched a, you watched a Royal Rumble, then you watch, no, wait, was the first Royal Rumble 88? I don't know. Anyway, the point of it is, you could, you could pick the year, and you could watch everything in chronological order. And that, that kind of goes with what, what you, what you were saying, because everything went in the, in yeah, the but, correct Yeah, but order. if you're watching it, like, rumble to rumble to rumble, like, there's going to be a whole lot of stuff to happen between each rumble. Yeah, exactly. So like, I'm wanting to see, like, we'll, we'll pick HBK Bret Hart. Because they had stuff, like, their, their feud in the 90s with ended with Montreal. And then you could even do the follow-up and end up with them burying the hatchet so many years later. Yeah. But that stuff, they still had interactions that led to that 97 and everything Back when Sean was in the Rockers and oh, it was yeah. the Rockers versus the Hart Foundation, like yeah. you could watch the progression, and you get to watch, you get to see the full story. That that would make it better, but what they they kind of had it a little bit like that, but it was just you know you could watch everything that happened in that particular year, like 
back before they had like a different pay-per-view every month, you know, it was only the big four. It was Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, WrestleMania SummerSlam, Slam, and Survivor Series. Survivor Series. So that yeah. was all you had to watch. Now, granted, you would have missed all of the things that happened on, you know, USA. Yeah, then they started throwing in those In Your Houses, which were different titles. Sometimes it was In Your House Mind Games. Sometimes it was... Right. DX got a pay-per-view named after them at one point. At this point, I... Um, since they since they switched everything over and I lost my place, I because I, I wasn't keeping track of what I was watching when I was watching it. So I was like, okay, F it. I'm just going to watch the particular pay-per-views that I like. Like, I, wa- I watched all of the Elimination Chambers because Elimination Chamber is always a good time. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. The Royal Rumble, always a good time. Always well, fun. The, the first Elimination Chamber was one of the first major pay-per-views that Sean came back for and won, right? I believe so, yeah. Because that was the first Elimination Chamber, and he'd already done his Survivor Series unsanctioned match with Hunter. And that was his first match back after his back surgeries and being out for a while. Yeah. And his his trunks weren't even done in time for Elimination Chamber, if I remember correctly, because I think there was like, they were just very plain brown. Like, they didn't have a whole lot of stuff on them. Uh, well, but... Um, and it was one of those, like, they're gonna, we're going to let you win the champ... The chamber, you're going to win the title. And Vince said, this time I want you to enjoy it. Because last time, <laughs> before that, when Sean was a champ, he didn't really enjoy it because of his personal problems, his attitude. And right. Always feeling like he's got to up, one-up everybody. It wasn't fun. And he, Vince was like, I want you to win the title, and I want you to have, like enjoy this time. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I tell you what, um, the um, sometimes... They'll start some. They'll they'll have a big event like that, and then it'll eventually become its own pay per view. Like Hell in a Cell, they were doing Hell in a Cells before it became its own pay per view. Yeah, and I think the Elimination Chamber may have actually done the same thing. I think they may have had an Elimination Chamber match before before it became yeah. a pay per view. It was one of those. Uh, I want to say that was a Bischoff era invention. Like, yeah. I, I want to say so too. Bischoff as the GM, Aaron. yeah. <clears throat> but, but yeah. So that's and and I always love the tables ladder. The, the next the next run of, I'm going to watch after the Hell in a Cells is I'm going to watch the tables ladder tables ladders and chairs because those are always just pure chaos. Yeah. Money in the Bank is the other one I watched. See, I love, see that'd I love, be another feature to watch. Match. Like you'd be able to watch the. Uh... What's up, buddy? Oh, you want to watch what? He wants to watch Ethan the Dump Truck. Ethan the Dump Truck. It's a is that on horrible show on Amazon Prime. Is that on your, is that that is on your TV? Not, I, I yeah. can't help him with that. I'm not gonna endorse that show. Uh you know, be another feature would be watched like the entire Hardys and Edge and Dudley's Dude. rivalry. Like in order. You could watch it from the first time they clashed. You can watch it go back to what's just Edge and the Hardys, and then mm-hmm. the Dudleys got thrown in there. And the first match that they three did, like you could watch. Like, uh Oh, it'd be nuts. Because there's when people are like, do you remember this storyline? Yeah, but I don't remember all the beats of it. Yeah, it's exactly. Like week by week, month by month. I'd like to be able to watch it because some oh, of the fun well. part. Some <laughs> of the fun. He part really does want to watch it. He brought you the. Some remote, of the fun sir. part of <laughs> the storylines, besides the matches, is the promos that lead up to it. Yes. And you don't and get when you watch the pay per view, you get like highlights, but you don't get yeah, the it's, full promo. I'm kind of okay with that because I get bored with promos and bullshit real well, easily. Well, sometimes the highlights cut out some of the, where I felt were the better parts of the promo. Understandable. 
but that's that's a that's a me problem is i just when i go in when i go in to watch whatever i like to watch the matches straight up i don't like during during every anything else going on i'll be playing on my phone dipping around and then once the mat once we get to the match proper i'm like okay let's go and i'll actually pay attention speaking of did you watch the uh did you watch this most recent royal rumble the 2023 one it was actually really freaking good. They had a lot of good story going through it. I was surprised. And I, as much as it pains me to admit it, the um, the storyline they've got going with the bloodline right now is actually really good. I never thought I would say that about a Roman Reigns storyline, ever. Everybody Man. on the internet says it's one of the best. And it's not even because of Roman. No, it's not. It's because of everyone around them. No, it's because of Sammy. Yeah. Everyone on the internet's all about it. Sammy is like the only reason they like this because Sammy has made them all break character repeatedly. Yeah. And now they're actually they got Sammy breaking apart. He's going to get his title shot against Roman. It's um it uh, it's between Sammy and I want to say Jay Uso. They're they're both the standouts of the whole thing. Anyone here? Uh, pardon us while we take this unsponsored commercial break. For the dump truck thing. Yes. Um, now, what? Cody won the Rumble. Yes. And I guess there was this really awesome moment on Monday night where Cody came out and was probably cutting his... I didn't watch this. I just was reading reactions. I'm sure he was cutting a promo mm -hmm. about going to WrestleMania and taking that title and you know, becoming the head of the table <laughs> type of thing. So Sammy comes out because Sammy has a title shot before Mania. Yeah. And, Same and like, Cody, you're fight me, not Roman. Yeah, and that's, that's what Cody was like. Do it, beat him. I will. I would love to fight you at Mania. Like, don't take your eye off the prize. Russell, he points at the thing. WrestleMania is the prize. <laughs> and so there was a really good thing. Like Sammy comes out all in black, and I, I guess I didn't really since I didn't watch it. I can't really hit any of the nice beats. They've also sure. got a pretty good feud going between uh, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar right now. Oh, again, I think it's, I thought that feud like 15, 20 years ago. It's still going They're They keep pissing each other off. It's great. <laughs> Lashley threw Lesnar out of the fucking Royal Rumble. After Lesnar had been in it for like maybe three minutes. And it was, and it was great because they set it up like Lesnar was just going to come in there and fuck like a bull in a china shop and just fucking wreck everything, right? Lashley comes in there, just fucking tosses him while while Lesnar was doing something, and Lesnar, Lesnar's look of shock on his face—I don't even think he was faking it. <laughs> he went on a goddamn temper tantrum and fucking got lippy and shit. It was great. Uh, it was, I saw the, it was one of my favorite things ever because I legitimately did not expect it. I did not see it coming. I saw that Rhea Ripley won the Women's Royal Rumble. She did. She went the distance. One to one, one, to, to, one to thirty. She won and she eliminated a lot of people. I think yeah, she, like, she eliminated a few people. I think she hurt herself, like broke something, and she kept going. I can't remember. Probably because she both her. I I, I want to say it was her and Liv that started. Maybe. And, they, they both, they were both in there till. I'm pretty sure Liv was all, all in there all the way till the goddamn end too. I, almost. Um, but her and Liv, they did a lot of. Um, they had to do a lot of uh, 
you know, get back in the corner and let other people do their shit. Yeah, because go under the bottom rope, hide for a little while, catch your breath. Yeah, yeah because... It's a smart way to do the rumble. And it's also the most choreographed, of course, if you're playing out a story arc. But anyway. <laughs> but I think when somebody asked Ray about it, she, she called that part out, but she made it, I'm smarter than everybody. Like, you make that part of why you did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, everyone, it's not a hard comparison to jump to because of just her physique mm-hmm. and how big she is. People are automatically trying to put her in this category with Joni, with China. And China was at least a full head taller. Yes, but there she's she's that type of a female that she could wrestle yeah, she, men and she yeah. could believably beat some of them. Like they're not like oh, yeah, sure. Rhea, Rhea should go after the IC title, like type of thing. Right. Right. And she's flattered for one to be put up there in that, but she also is like, I'm I'm it's a different league. Like I it's flattering to be put in the conversation with China's name, but I don't know if I've earned that comparison yet. And I yeah. want to just be me. I don't want to be the next China. Right. I want she to wants be, to be. I want to be Rhea I want to Ripley. Be Rhea, I want to be Rhea Ripley, not some other person. Which again, like you look at her, then go her, her, and I would. They've been trying to recreate that with <clears throat> what they had with China for ever since even China was there. They were trying to get another one. Mm-hmm. There was like Nicole Bass and some other people. But on oh, the Glamazon. Yeah, that, and see, there was another one, but like. The Glamazon help happened naturally. I think Rhea's rise and her thing with uh, Dominic and all that I think that, has happened yeah. naturally. Like yeah. You can't force somebody into the role of the next China. No. The, the fans are going to immediately see what you're doing and reject it outright. Yeah. Let them let the talent get there themselves. Yeah, like. Like when they um, when they pushed Austin Theory super hard and everybody was like, fuck this dude. They, they did it with Roman. <laughs> they did it with Roman too, but... But then they finally got on, they got smart. The fans are against Roman. Make him heal. Yeah. And I would say he's... Granted, people don't like him, but he's more over as a heel than he yeah. was as a babyface. And that's... You need that. And I think that's why the Bloodline storyline is so compelling is because of not only how great Sammy is... He's fucking but, amazing. But as far as contrasting with Roman as a heel. Oh, yeah. It's an awesome contrast in yeah. character. And I guess they're talking about at the pay-per-view where he's going to fight Roman. He may come back out to his old entrance music. Oh, cool. The ole, ole, ole thing yeah. that he used to come out to. Because I think he said if there was going to be a time to do it, it would be one time and that would be it. Like this point, your character progression is supposed to move forward, not backward. But I also really enjoy when talent acknowledges their past by incorporating their old entrance music somehow. Right. Because it's like Sammy's a babyface again, and he was a babyface when he used that music. Right, yeah. So why not get the pop of coming out with that music? Exactly. Just to get the energy up more. Because Oh, absolutely. That's what you do it for. The, the rush of everybody going, like, the fans are going to love it. And that's going to feed the energy for both him and Roman to have an awesome match. So, yeah, I um, I haven't been watching. I've been kind of following via comments and social media stuff. And just because it's just so many hours and I don't have enough of them. <laughs> oh, dude, I understand. The only reason <clears throat> I just happened to I just happened to watch that one because I was already all caught up on the Royal Rumbles anyway, because that was one of the first things I watched. 
And I was just, I was like, you know what? We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go ahead and watch this while I have some downtime. And I did. Not all in one chunk because usually what I end up doing is, hi Baba. Uh, what I usually end up doing is I watch a match or two while I'm eating, and then I go back to whatever the what the hell I was doing on the weekends. Because I usually my weekends are spent getting crap done sometimes. Yeah. Other times it's just. I want to be lazy and I just want to watch movies or whatever, but because there was a whole, there was, a, I took a weekend off from the bar and I was supposed to go see a local cover band, but one of a couple of their guys got sick and they had to cancel the, they had to cancel the gig. So I was like, I'm just going to say the hot topics that yeah. they can't. Okay. Yeah, I, th the, I thought I saw them rescheduling. Yeah, they had gig. To reschedule. So I, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to watch it. A whole bunch of movies for no got for no reason that I've been wanting. I caught I uh I did finally watch Babylon, which was awesome. Um, well, it, I thought it was awesome. Not everyone is going to think it's awesome. I'm going to clarify that right now. As a matter of fact, a lot of people are going to get turned off within the first five minutes of the film. <laughs> Actually, let me go a little bit further. A lot. Well, no, no, I'll stand by that. In the first five minutes of the film. You're going to have a lot of people go, nope, we, I'm out. We watched uh, the National Treasure show. I did not watch that. On Disney. Fun show. Um, uh, I mean, Harvey Keitel was in the first episode playing the same FBI agent that he played in the other two oh, movies. really? Cool. They brought in Justin Martha that played uh, the author, Riley, the little yeah. sidekick. He, he came in for an episode. The only thing was there was, they, I mean, they mentioned Nick Cage's character a bunch. Uh-huh. I was really hoping at one point we'd get to hear or see Nick Cage, but there's always season two. And mm -hmm. it was it was fun. It's a group of young kids. And they're not all white, thankfully. It's a nice mix of people of color. One girl's not is an undocumented Ooh. uh Latinx woman. So cool. Like, I mean and everyone's like, that's woke and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it's just depicting the fucking world we live in, man. <clears throat> Every, that's what people that's what people want to say now when they can't say, I prefer to be racist. They say, oh, well, that's woke. Yeah. That's well, you got people become. who say woke that mean it in a positive way. There but are the but conservative that's, bent. Have they, now taken but it's that been word. stolen. Yeah, they've taken it, that word and are now using it. With liberals and yeah. exactly that, like I said, they're basically they're basically using that to say, but I I I prefer being racist instead. Yeah, how how I would rather my world look like me. Okay, cool. The world doesn't look like all of us, so let's just embrace the. I mean, differences. you do you, buddy, but I'd prefer to see different people. Yeah, it's if fine. you if you don't want to watch it because you think it's woke, then don't fucking don't watch, watch it. it. Disney's getting your money one way or another. Okay. Yeah. Boycott them all you want. You don't know how many freaking pies Mickey's got all of his four fucking fingers in. <laughs> no, does, Mickey's got more than four fingers at this point for all the pies that he's in. Mickey's given the world the shocker, okay? <laughs> like, he's, yeah. Hey, I want to circle back to something we touched on last podcast. Okay. You had the idea for the Dark Universe. Yes. And I still, especially after watching the new trailer, I think this is a million dollar idea. Crossover with the dark, the Fast and Furious. <laughs> Come on. No. Yes, do it. You know what these monsters can't kill? Oh. Family. 
first person to die in that movie is going to be Vin Diesel's character, and it's because Dracula's going to break his neck. I tell you what, that... And that's, that's going to be trick. right after that line gets said. The you trilogy. know what Dracula can't kill? Family. The Tom trailer. Ellis pops up and goes, oh, really? Crack. The trailer for that film looked exactly like I expected it to. 100%, 100% Hollywood physics. Just bonkers. No, yeah, just a car. They, two. This is the biggest example of Hollywood physics ever. Um, two helicopters grab this car. The car... Goes so fast that it smashes the helicopter's gear. I'm like, hard bullshit. There's no way. <laughs> hard bullshit. There's not a possible chance in the world. No. I, uh, that's funny. Nope, not a, I mean, I'll probably watch it. Well, no, I haven't watched the last one. I haven't watched any of the Fast and the Furious franchise, but now I feel the need to. I haven't even I watched Tobbs so and Shaw, and I like both those characters. Oh, yeah. That, that seems like it would be a good movie just on its own. So I'll eventually get around to catching up on that. But. Okay, here's the here's the legitimate idea that I had for your dark universe. Okay, <laughs> that one that one obviously not you're not so much a fan of, but I think you'll like this. I found a way to work in Doctor Jekyll. Okay, all right. He is helping the humans, like Van Helsing, Van Helsing's descendants, etc., and all of them. He's helping the humans try to find a way to get some sort of superpowers to fight the supernatural monsters that we've got going on. And of course that what, that's what turns him into Mr. Hyde because of course it goes horribly wrong. And I say that he should be a colleague of whoever the Van Helsing descendant is because my theory is that ever since the events of the first of the Dracula movie, the Van, Hels Van Helsing has been preparing his family for this for this exact moment. He's like, dude's not dead. I can tell you right now he's not dead. You're going to have more trouble. I got a way to tie this back even better. So Dr. Jekyll's doing his research, coming up with his potions and whatever to try mm -hmm. to do this. Well, he's got to find a recipe book, right? It's that same fucking book that Rick O'Connell can't seem to get rid of. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I like it. And of course... <clears throat> the uh, tearjerker portion of this evening is ultimately the humans will have to kill Jekyll slash Hyde because Hyde's going to defect over to Dracula and his minions. I, f I feel like he does. I feel like we let Jack we let Hyde defect. But you're going to have that moment where Jekyll takes over enough to thwart the plans and, and get, kind and, of and, and then get the humans some and get the humans some good intel and then kill me. Like he, yeah. he's like, either you do it or I'm like, I've tried. He can even say, I've tried. It's kind of like the Bruce and the Hulk thing. Every time yeah. I try, fucking Hyde stops me. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. you guys are going to have to you do this. You have to do this. I can't. Yeah, I agree with that. I like that. I think, and it, it could serve as, it could serve as a real good emotional anchor for. You know who could be, I think, granted, I've already cast him as my Riddler, but you know who'd be a great, uh, I think Dr. Jekyll for that moment? You, Laurie. Ooh, he would. I think because he could because he could be he would be good as Jekyll and Hyde because that's the key. You got to yeah, have someone because you could always CG the the Hyde, right? Make Hyde make him look make him look differently and still use have him do a different voice. Yeah. Another person who would be a great. I don't know. Even better. Hugh Laurie. I'm sorry. I think you'd be a great Jekyll and Hyde, but I know who could be a, the best Jekyll and Hyde. And that is Anthony Stewart Head. Oh, shit. After yeah. watching Repo Genetic Opera, 
Yeah. His character had two distinct voices. Yeah. One as the dad, one as the repo man. Yep. And perfect. There's our... And you two knock it off down There's there. our scholarly Dr. Jekyll and our evil Mr. Hyde, Anthony Stewart Head. I like it. So uh, there we go. I, hey, hey, Universal, come on. This is this is a million-dollar idea, man. I'm telling you. This is, might possibly be a billion-dollar idea. Because, oh, my God, I could see Anthony Stewart Head as Jekyll pleading for them to kill him, too. Like, it, <clears throat> oh, the, the heartstrings getting pulled with that. Oh, That'd be great. Be so good. Um, speaking since since we're already on since we're already talking about <laughs> Anthony Stewart Head, we also had a funny thought when we were talking in the downtime that uh, <laughs> the pol- we were talking about the whole notion of the police in Sunnydale being absolutely <laughs> worthless to deal with supernatural threats, and you had a you had a you had a different take on it. I said that they were just worthless. You were like. Or are they smart? Because they knew they couldn't handle that nonsense. Mm-hmm. And you, you're just like, it's the longest game of Uno ever. No one ever answers the phone. Yeah. Whoever's on duty that night, they get dealt into freaking Uno. Yeah. And then whenever someone's sh- like shift change happens, like, all right, this is your hand. And just they, they peace out. And they're like, <laughs> the scanner's going off. Like, the police, the police line at the hell mouth, it just rings and rings and rings. Yes. Never fuck. They don't do anything about it. Nope, like, never. Nope. We're not touching that. We'll what? The... Tiny blonde chick with a rocket launcher at the mall? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm not messing with that. Are you? No. A bunch of weird creatures ripping people in shreds at the bronze? No. Nope. I don't think we're going to tackle that tonight. <laughs> you can see, like, the dispatch comes across. We have a report of a blah, blah, blah at the bronze, and they all go, not it. <laughs> <laughs> not it. <laughs> and touch their noses. <laughs> Maybe there's one poor cop who's like, I'm it. I'll do it. And they're like... <laughs> All right, go ahead and get his family on the phone. There's he ain't, com- he ain't coming show. back. <laughs> I think we found the show. The police force in Sunnydale. It's a rookie that comes in, and he's like, and he's all like, I'm going to go do this. Yeah, but he makes it one episode, and he's fucking dead. <laughs> no, no, no. You, the guys let him go out and see what, what the hell happens to all these people, and then after that, he's like, you guys are right. I'm staying in here. <laughs> if he comes back. like My thing is, like, maybe they're taking bets. He was like, I got that call, and they're all like, "All right, who's got the over under on him coming back?" It's kind of, it's kind of like the same. It's kind of the same start as our Make a Wish Foundation idea. It's basically the same principle. Same principle, well, and I would think that you can tell stories about. I remember when I was that that much of a rookie. I remember, I remember my first day here, and you can <laughs> flashback have episodes. The whole episode, the whole series takes place in the span of just one night. And it's at this, the police force. At this one, this one rookie cop goes out. So every while he's out, everybody's reminiscing about their first nights their first on nights. the Hellmouth. And so each episode is a different cop until we get to either he comes back or he doesn't at the end of the season. We never see what he encounters. We oh, just see him, that's good. We just see him leave all bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and, and like then you see him come back. Come just like, back. Looks like he looks like <laughs> looks like Nick he's, Nolte came out of a dryer. Yes. He's shaking. (laughs) Werewolf monster, like, deal him in. Deal him in. That's freaking great. We don't even need more one season. We just need one season. It it doesn't even need to be a full season. It could just be like a few episodes, just like a a stupid little throwaway thing. You could totally have 12, uh, 12 cops around the table. And so then you have. 12 episodes of flashbacks. 
Oh, that's what I meant to tell you about. The idea for expend we I know we know damn good and well that they're already doing an expendables four, but me and Ashby came up with a great idea. Actually, I shouldn't even say me and Ashby. This was All about five hundred percent Ashby. Okay. Uh I'm an idiot with my phone. Hang on. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Here we go. <laughs> His 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 original his original statement was, in a hypothetical world where Hulk Hogan isn't a shitbag, and also there is going to be an Expendables four, which there is, I want Hulk Hogan to be the villain, with Hulkamania intact, like, have Jason Statham shoot him in the face, he goes down, camera focus the camera focuses in on Statham turning around, and we see Hogan just get up from behind him, shake the bullet out of his head. <laughs> so, it's, so my. And my comment was, so Hulk Hogan is the T-1000? <laughs> and, and he said, basically, but with the logic being that his Hulkamania has made him so powerful that something as puny as mere bullets are not enough to harm him. And I, and I, I said, plot twist, Stallone rips off his shirt to reveal an NWO shirt underneath. Oh, I want Stallone to get in there and do like a fist fight. And like, as he's hitting him, Hulk Hogan's no selling it, doing the shake. Yep. And then... Is that the kid? That is the kid. What? I don't know what he's doing. Oh, I see. He's got... There's this thing. It's Goldilocks and the Three Bears, but it's like a Russian nesting doll. Oh. And he's got one of them apart, and he's talking into it because of the echo. And it's got it, song. got it. Yeah. Um, I, I think that... I think, you know, having Hogan be the villain would be great because they are just... All they do is they get these action stars and Hogan was in quite a few crappy action movies <laughs> after I said the bit about after I said the bit about Stallone having an NWO shirt Ashby replied back with have Stallone have Stallone shake some cables like the ultimate warrior would shake the ropes and put up a decent fight but then you have to crash a plane to take them both out I was like I bet you this next podcast the cables? I'm trying to think who would shake the cable I wouldn't make it Stallone it'd have to be Dolph. It'd, It'd be Dolph. Lundgren. I was about to say, in a perfect world, I wanted to be Lundgren. It'll be Lundgren. He'll do that. Just have him with... You know those things they have at the gym? Those things? Like that. Like, just... <laughs> him just going freaking nuts and just going turbo mode on him. Uh, wow. That'd be funny. Because at that point, for the Expendables 5, we can do that. Hogan's the villain. We could bring in Cena. You could bring in... That's what I want. Hogan versus Cena. There you go. <laughs> Austin's already been in the Expendables, so we don't need to bring him back. Hogan versus Cena. <laughs> Mr. T needs to show up in it. Yeah. You know, sadly, you know who should be in the Expendables, but they and we can't. It'd be Roddy. True. Or Keith David at this point. I don't think Keith David, but... Fuck, man. Piper would have been so fun. Oh, God. Even if he would have been, like, the uh, Mickey Rourke type character, (laughs) where you only get him for, like, a scene. But Roddy would have stolen that scene, man. Wow, that was was all of the nonsense that we talked about in in between between gigs. Yeah. Wasn't a whole lot of nonsense. A lot of work. A lot of crap. Yeah, yeah, basically. (laughs) I, and somehow I missed the fact that there was a cartoon series of Little Shop of Horrors. Speaking of things that should never have been an animated show. I believe when we were talking about things that shouldn't be animated, I may have mentioned that. 
Oh, really? But that was like, you know, almost two years ago at this point. Yeah. I'm not surprised by that at all. That and I sent you the, that and I sent you the interview that Elizabeth Banks did about Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I did not I, read it because I'm just like, oh, God. It's... It, it was a good article because it was an article focused on interviewing her and not so much about cocaine bear necessarily. I would hope it would start off. Okay. So this movie you've produced, she's like, I was high on cocaine. <laughs> no, she, she's legitimately trying to make a ridiculous film. And because I mean, when you're making a film like that, you, you've got to lean into the ludicrousness of it. Well, you yes. can't, you can't try to sell it as a serious film because you know, that's can, the, uh, you can't, you're not going to promote this as the Oscar-winning cocaine bear. You know, that's it's just not... That's way beyond the realm of plausible. All right, Academy. I now suggest, and not even humbly suggest, I suggest a new category for most absurd film. We're not asking, we're telling. We're telling. <laughs> for all the other bullshit that you guys have done, <laughs> I want there to be, on the stage, most absurd film... Presenting the Oscar for Most Absurd Film, Weird Al Yankovic. Every year. And nominate nominees are Cocaine Bear, Moose Jaws. <clears throat> <laughs> Is Moose Jaws happening this year? I don't know about this year, but it's... It's happening. I, I, I have a feeling the fact that Cocaine Bear is getting made is what's help, helping with the Moose Jaws getting God, made. God, I hope so. I would think that somebody went, well, shit, if they're going to do Cocaine Bear, but I mean, Kevin Smith's got this Moose Jaws thing just sitting on deck. Let's do that. But what, was, but what was interesting about the article was she talked about, you know, she's, you know, she's had some, she's had some pretty high profile misses, like the, 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 uh, the reboot of Charlie's Angel mm -hmm. she tried to do that flopped. Um, and she, and she was talking about, you know, there was a lot of people that, there were a lot of people that gave her grief about doing Zack and Mary make a porno, you know, within the same space of doing like the Hunger Games and everything else. But why? I don't understand. Like that movie should have done in the in the realm of all of the Judd Apatow movies that were much like Zack and Mary. Yeah. Zack and Mary should have done way better than it did. Yeah. Zack and Mary make a porno is basically Kevin Smith's version of a Judd Apatow film. Yeah. Essentially. And it wrong. was a good movie. Yeah. It's got heart. It's fun. Yeah. And there's a lot of ludicrousness. I did tell Jeff Anderson I was a little disappointed that we didn't have a picture of him on the table where he got frosted like a cake. What do you say to that? <laughs> he just shook his head at me. <laughs> That's the correct response. <laughs> He's like, man, no one would want that. I'm like, <laughs> I'd pay money for you, it. The picture of you coming out and looking at that person going, I got frosted like a fucking cake. I would, I would have got that picture signed. That would have been ah, great. That's fucking great. And he was he was really surprisingly one of the better parts of that movie. Really His was. character. I liked it. But I mean, <clears throat> but anyway, she but she brought up a good point. She's like, you know, she's like, I've been fortunate enough to keep working despite having these high profile misses. She's like, she's like, just trust me, this is gonna be fun. I don't think it's gonna endanger anything. And I'm and they made it for, you know. They didn't spend a lot of money to make this film. I mean, they obviously the bear is CGI, right? Yeah, I'll say there's most you of your budget. <laughs> you can't have a you can't have a live action bear doing this fucking film, and you're certainly not going to have and it, all the cocaine's got to be CGI because you're certainly not going to have a bunch of cocaine on set. This isn't 1920s. Yeah, it's powdered sugar. This isn't the 1920s anymore. <laughs> um, 
So, which brings us back to Babylon. No, I was going to say, back in the Babylon days, man, they would have coked up a bear and filmed oh, it. Dude, there's <laughs> so much drugs going on in that film. It's great. There's that film. It's. I love it because it's a good portrayal of. Because it's basically the era where you're going from silent to talkies, right? Yeah. The golden age of Hollywood, right? Yeah, the golden age of Hollywood. And you're focusing on like four or five main characters that are have that are having to go through this transition. Like they they start their arcs, you know, in the silent film days, and then they have to go through the progression into the talkies and everything just goes sideways because everybody adjusted to everybody had to adjust to that differently. A lot of people that were big stars during the silent film era could not cut it with talkies. Their, vo- it, their voices were weird. They didn't. They lost favor with the movie-going audience for whatever reason. There are a whole lot of... I went on a deep dive on looking up stuff about it after I watched that film. Because, of course, I did. But And the thing of it is, the film itself... It's a good film. It's a little bit overblown and it's a little bit bloated because I, there's no reason that film needed to be three hours and 10 minutes. It didn't. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe the point behind the excessive length was also another, the, an- another, the excesses of, Holly- yeah, yeah, of I just know. the, the pretentiousness of old Hollywood. I mean, you could, you could make that argument, but I'm, but honestly, I liked it. I don't know what I would have cut. I honestly don't. There, you could have trimmed, you could have maybe tightened up some story arcs and like trimmed a little bit, but there's at least two and a half hours of film there. And, I, and it's, and it's a good story. It's interesting. It's, and there's a lot of crazy debauchery and nonsense that happens, which is what, Part of part of why I paid the admission for it, you know, right? Because I was like, I was like, they're, I was like, they're going to be doing cocaine and having these crazy parties and people are dancing topless and fighting rattlesnakes. I'm in, you know, because I want to see that. I want to see that level of crazy, and I want to see Margot Robbie just chewing up the scenery with every fucking thing she does. Yeah, and Brad Pitt was really good too, and I'm. It, just everybody in it was so good, but it just, but I think the problem is the director tried to make it, it, he was so hell bent on making it an Oscar film, quote unquote, you know, that if you just concentrated on tightening up the story a little bit, maybe, um, it would have been a very solid film. But again, a lot of people, there's, there's parts of it that a lot of people would have been like, okay, that's that's too much amount. Yeah, I'll eventually watch it. Um, I also, it'll probably be right after I watch the Snyder Cut. Ugh. <laughs> Again, it's, it's so, not for everybody. It's a lot of time dedicated to a movie. It's not for everybody. Though, the main reason I wanted to see it was because I'm a nerd for that type of Hollywood stuff. Oh, I want to see it. I like that type of thing. So That always interests me. For having done no homework... And we actually kind did of, pretty good this time, yeah. So I, I will say, hey, Sylvester Stallone, we got an idea for Expendables 5. You know yep. what you need to do? Yeah, there we go. Hire us. 